Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the next episode of Final What up, Stampede? It's Clep. We are kicking off 2023 with a concert review of Red Hot Chili Peppers at Comerica Park in Detroit, Michigan. Spruce and I went with our buddy Chris to the show on August 14th, 2022. So this one is long overdue. Also want to give a quick shout out to Soiree the Stallions, A Night of Music. Um, this is a charity music event that we have put together along with Hunger Network, which is a charity that strives to end food insecurity in Ohio. Um, so the net proceeds from this event will be benefiting that charity. Um, we have a kick-ass lineup for this event. We got Colin Miller and the Brother Nature, Rubik's Groove, Apostle Jones, Mezcalado, the Ice Cream Militia, and Wigged Out. Um, so it's a great, great lineup. Uh, you can find a link to tickets on all of our social media. Um, but yeah, great lineup, great cause. Come out and support it. Um, but for now, we're going to be diving into Red Hot Chili Peppers. All right, dude. What did you think when you walked into Comerica Park and saw a giant cat head on stage with red eyes just waiting for you? I thought the Detroit Tigers left something on the field. But instead, it was a bass-slapping motherfucker named Thundercat who absolutely destroyed me. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so Thundercat uh, was the first opener back in August 14th. 14th. And I knew that off the top of my head because Club and I bought tickets to this show back in October of 2021. And for those listening out there in the Stampede, you'll know this is the first episode back this year. So it is 2023. So we bought it about a year before. So the date's been in my mind, August 14th, 2022. And it's taken us a while to honestly touch on this concert. We've mentioned it in a bunch of times in our uh, Chili Peppers album review series. But we figured, why would we leave this in 2022? when we haven't spoke about it yet. And it was the number one concert on my list. If you listen to the year in review and we're bringing it back, we're starting the year off strong clap. Let's fire it up. All right. You're on the next episode of vinyl stallions. <laughs> and so, yeah, as Spruce mentioned, August 14th, 2022, Red Hot Chili Peppers at Comerica Park in Detroit, Michigan. So that's where the Detroit Tigers play baseball. Uh, me personally, it was my first concert ever at a baseball stadium. I know Spruce has mentioned he saw Stone Temple Pilots a while back at, um, was it East Lake Stadium? It's in East Lake, Ohio, where the Lake County captains play baseball. So is this your second baseball stadium concert? No, I had a big country phase at the end of high school. Ah. And I saw Jason Aldean at Progressive Field. And okay. uh, also one time after uh, Cleveland Indians game in the mid-2000s, 
I will never forget Cocoa Crisp and I'm going to blank on the name. I want to say Ben Broussard. I'm not 100% sure, but they literally put on a concert after a game. So I'm going to count that as two. <laughs> All right. Coco and Double B. <laughs> okay. I, I just got to ask. So who is playing what? Like who was singing? Was there guitar, drums? Dude, I was, <laughs> I, I don't know. I was like eight or nine. Um, I think, I felt like, Broussard was playing some sort of guitar and Chris was playing drums, but like I could be completely wrong. I just know for a fact that this happened like in the outfield. Uh, they put like a whole stage up after they're like, stay after for the boys as they rip your face off. <laughs> and I was like, sure, why not? And Ben Broussard, he can't yeah. hit 250, but he'll shred your ears off. Dude, I hope it was Ben, Bru or ben Broussard. Uh, I could be like completely wrong about this. I will have well like i don't know look it up be like cleveland indians players playing after a game um i don't know i'll look it up right now but yeah clep tell the people who else was on this list and kind of just some background who we went with so yes so if you watched the red hot chili peppers stadium arcadium album review we had our good friend chris mcdowell on and so he along with the two of us were in attendance a pretty stacked card, so obviously you got the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's who you're there for. But playing before, as we mentioned in the opening of the episode, Thundercat. And then between Thundercat and the Red Hot Chili Peppers was the Strokes. So you get a very interesting mix there. You know, Thundercat is kind of, I don't even know what genre you would consider him. Uh, experimental above all else. And then strokes you know you got just like one of the early indie rock bands of the 2000s and then you know you got the boys the red hot chili peppers kings of funk rock um so yeah very interesting mix not really like those three bands i mean they're all kind of similar because they're all at the end of the day they all fall under rock in some sort of subgenre uh but they're all very different and it was that was one of the most interesting things i thought so like yeah spruce chris and i we loved all three acts it was interesting like seeing how some of the other people there were like more into thundercat or more into the strokes and they weren't just like you know all in on all of it um yeah, so we, you know, classic Stallions move. We know this is some huge, crazy concert. Like Spruce mentioned, we've had the tickets for not quite a year, but almost a year, and we're in the pit. So there's no games. We are getting there right when the gate is going to open. And we honestly got so lucky. So, uh, Detroit they had this one street I don't I don't know the name of the street so I'm not super local to Detroit I mean I am I'm only an hour away but I'm not there enough where I would know they had the street blocked off and everyone is just kind of lined up down the street but nobody really knows why they just assume it's all for one gate or for all of the gates. There's like eight gates though. And so this giant line is only for one gate. 
And so we just kind of look around, talk to a couple employees and we were like, are these gates all going to be open? Like, is this the line? And they were like, sure. And so there we are just like right at the front, classic stallions luck. Um, so we get in, you know, we make our dash to the front of the pit and we are fourth row. Pretty, pretty decent, I would say. Um, so, you know, we got a couple hours to kill before Thundercat starts the night off. Um, and we have a nice setup. There's three of us. So, you know, we each get a couple beers because if somebody has to pee, we kind of took turns, like two people would stay and hold the spot. The other person would go pee and we did not lose any ground. Uh, I guess eventually towards the end, we gain ground. Um, uh, other... I just want to, oh, sorry. I just want to no, jump no, no, back in. <laughs> I have gotten to the bottom of our Ben Broussard situation conversation. All right. Ben Broussard, the American former professional baseball first placement is currently a full-time musician with two full-length albums. This first self-titled album was released in 2005, which had to have been that year that I'm talking about when I was like like 10 years old. And then he has a second name, Renovated, that was released in 2009. Dude, we got to get Ben Broussard on Stallions. Dude. <laughs> like, we are... He is not, like, such a huge, like, name in pro sports where... He would be impossible to reach. I am absolutely going to find a way to get him on Stallions. Dude, I can't believe I like actually remembered that from all the random players the Indians have had over the years. Yeah, so maybe that'll be a question for him. Uh, yeah, who'd you have playing drums? I'm, dude, I mean, at this point, I'm like so confident it's Coco Chris. Coco? Okay. I mean, 2005 or maybe it was 2009. I don't know. Co Coco well, oh, those nine? Were, well, well, I think he would have been gone. Those were just oh, when five. The, I mean, those were just when the albums were released. They could have played at any point whenever he was on the team. But I will never. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's actually well. Hilarious. Oh, oh nine, Broussard would have been gone by then too. That's what I, I was saying for sure. Two thousand five. So yeah, Ben yeah. Broussard, go check him out. I don't know how his music is, but he will be forever remembered in Cleveland baseball history. Yes, absolutely. You're mind blown, aren't you, Club? Yeah, I had no idea he's a musician. I've seen that dude play so many times because when he was on the team, that was when I lived in Cleveland. So, in fact, I was actually at his first game back. Remember, we traded him to the Mariners. I was at his first game back at, I think it was still Jacobs Field then, and I was there like, giving him a standing ovation like yeah broussard and <laughs> all right dude <laughs> we are getting him on <laughs> all right where what were you talking about it's a thundercat right. thundercat so well i was gonna get to before the we actually dive into the thundercat set was that motherfucking snail that sat on chris's feet <laughs> Oh, this is essential to talk about. Like, I, I've never seen anything like this happen before in my entire life. So I don't know where Klepp was at, but I'm just going to jump in. We were walking up to the pit. I mean, it's pretty open, honestly, at this point. It was yeah. a huge pit. And yep. so we get by this group of people, and they are sitting down on the floor in a circle with, like, a lot of room in the middle. 
And we were just like, one, I just don't like, like, dude, I don't know. I, I, I don't care. Up. I don't care how early you're there. Don't, don't do that. Up. Unless, you're like, up. Uh, unless you're on the wall, like if you're right up front, you can turn around, sit down and claim your spot that way. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Yep. But these people literally made a circle with like room in the middle. And we were just like standing kind of behind them to the left. And this dude, so like upset our buddy, Chris, like Chris was standing there. He, well, he first. No, he was. He, he was going on your leg, Clep. Yeah, yeah. He he. You're right. He he sat on me first. <laughs> he I sat think. on you. Chris, Chris was the one who like he like bumped Chris when he was sitting on his foot, and Chris like spilled beer on him. It was like, yeah. So, but that was after. Do you not get the hint. Like you, so, you can't just sit on people's legs. Okay, wait. So first, and when we release this, we're gonna put a picture right now, and it'll continue being shown. Hopefully. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, I got a picture of this kid who was literally just kept backing up and was on top of Klepp's foot, and I and just kept moving back, and I couldn't believe it that he didn't move, he didn't even budge. Like it was mm -hmm. insane. I've never seen anything like that before. And I like felt weight on my foot. It's not like it was just like, you know, he just like touching like he was just like straight up sitting on my foot it was so weird it was so weird and just kept moving back like oh it was i'm like if i can feel this i know you can you know you're <laughs> sitting on a foot like what are you doing <laughs> it's like the deadpool how did we get here <laughs> but yeah so and then he eventually like moved over the circle rotated um mm -hmm. and then he got by chris and yeah, he literally started moving back on Chris's foot. Like, dude, what the hell? And then Chris <laughs> accidentally got bumped. You know, his beer went on top of him. And then this kid, I think he eventually moved. I don't know what happened with him. He just went back with the other snails. Well, I mean, dude, he's a classic snail. I don't even know how much of the show he saw. He was like going back and forth like a decent amount of the time. Nubians. All right. Shout out to Star Wars. Um, let's dive into this Thundercat set list. So I knew about yes. Thundercat, like a handful of his songs. And like, I seen his tiny desk and like, as club said, it's like insane. He's played with a bunch of other like incredible musicians that I love. So new Thundercat didn't know too much of his discography, but I was actually very, very excited to see uh, him in person. And he brought along, uh, drummer who was on the right side of the stage yeah. and on the left side of the stage were was a keys player and that was yep. it and those guys stole the show at multiple times as well like they were like i mean they just worked insanely well together i had never heard music like that before in my life yeah i mean it, it was essentially like at least i guess i don't know because i don't know I don't know what those recordings of like the studio versions of those songs sound like, but to the somebody who doesn't know their music super well, because yeah, the only song I knew was Them Changes. That was it. Um, it just sounded like improv, like jam, like the whole time. And yeah, they were really fucking good. <laughs> And that so they drummer was just like ripping and he had this symbol that was like deliberately broken that would just like added this unique like trash can banging like Houston Astros dugout sound. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> a lot of baseball talk today. On, yeah, Ben Broussard, Comerica Park, Houston Astros cheating reference. And we haven't even dove into one set list yet. But here we go. So <laughs> they came out to a song called Lost in Space slash Great Scott slash 22-26. I Man. don't know what any of that means. but well, I, I think that supports what I'm saying with them just like jamming and improv. It sounds like they just did a medley of three songs. like 100p. No, and again, not, not too familiar. I have some incredible video from this that I'll try to add in as well. Or That's right. I, somewhere. Like, I have dude, a few videos too. Not, I don't think any of the strokes, but Thundercat and Chili Peps, I do. Something, something that Klepp and I have been bad about on our YouTube page is uh, trying to, I don't know, post videos from concerts. I mean, everyone loves looking at them. I go search them out myself, and we have some great ones. We don't have to save them for any fucking content or anything. We're just going to put them out there from here on out. So look out for just all these concert videos. Um, I, I've been to just so many and have some great ones. So. They start Just with that. Call it raw stallions. <laughs> raw stallions. Yeah, there you go. Um, I'm honestly just gonna go down this. So they number two was Interstellar Love. Three was House Sway, which was one I knew going in. Um, four was Overseas. Five was Dragon Ball Durag. Great name. Um, no, and. And then the last two were funny thing, and number seven was them changes. And as Club said, there were people deliberately there for Thundercat and like knew every word. This girl I'll never forget knew every single word uh, and was just yeah. keen off behind us. And as I mentioned that... before, with the lead in, they have this big giant cat like face right behind Thundercat with the eyes changing, and like it, like I couldn't believe it. It was a huge production. Yeah, and watching the stage crew get that off after like their set was done was like a show in itself. Yes, it was, yeah, I remember <laughs> like we we were, so we were watching that really hard. It was just like watch, it was just a bunch of different pieces that you know could be assembled and dissembled pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, yeah it, I I guess another thing about their set was. Like, there were people that were there, like, just for it, but then there were also people that were, like, not vibing to it. Like, that group of people that had the guy who was sitting on our feet, like, they That's were right. totally not into it. Like, they were just, like, looking at each other, shaking their heads, like, what are they doing? I'm like, what are, like, how do you not think this is crazy good? Like, even if you don't know the music, which I didn't really, like I said, I knew one song. Like, how do you not just appreciate the musicianship? Like, what they are doing is clearly difficult. Like, being in a groove in the way that they were is, like, very hard and takes a ton of practice. Like, just, like, how do you not appreciate that? But then, yeah, like Spruce said, they had people that were there just, like, you know, like, avid Thundercat fans that were just like, yeah, I guess we'll stick around for Chili Peps. <laughs> I mean, it's they were incredible, um, all three of them together. It was definitely my out of the three sh ones that we saw. This would probably go right in the middle, um, but so after this, so it started out with Thundercat, and then the Strokes came on, which was again another band. I know a handful of just songs from, whether it be Guitar Hero or listening on the radio. It's just the they have a handful of just ones that everyone knows, even if you don't even know it, it is the Strokes. 
Yeah. Yeah. And the strokes, I definitely knew more of their music than Thundercat for sure. And they had a solid 11 song set. So they got a little bit more time than Thundercat did. Thundercats was seven songs, although I would be willing to bet money the average song length for Thundercat was a bit longer than the Strokes. Um, yeah, Strokes, a, what, five-piece band? Yep. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty standard lineup. I mean, they had, you know, vocals, rhythm, lead, bass, drums. So, you know, like kind of your standard rock lineup. Um, I don't know any, anything that like stood out to you particularly, or should we just dive into the set? Yeah. Let's just run through the set real quick. All right. So we had it kick off with Reptilia, you know, like probably their most popular song, uh, you know, one everyone knows. Then we have eyes of the world, which I think is a play on words of the grateful dead song eyes of the world because it's spelled I-Z-E, you know, instead of eyes. Um, and so then we got Bad Decisions as another more popular one. Uh, Evening Sun, Hard to Explain, Automatic Stop, The Adults Are Talking, Juice Box, Last Night, another really popular one, Take It or Leave It, and then Someday to close out the set. So, you know, they played a lot of their hits, uh, a lot of their newer stuff. Um, it was a pretty solid set. Um, I will say one thing that was interesting, and, like, Chris pointed this out immediately. He's like, dude, after watching Thundercat, I don't, I can't even look at this bassist. Because <laughs> you, <laughs> you were going from a guy playing a bass, like, both a lead guitar and a bass, and not that that's like not good or anything it's not all what i'm trying to say is just two completely different styles yeah no it no i mean they were solid they were very tight like it like it was middle of the way like performance so they got the people hyped with their like good tunes and stuff um yeah i'm glad i could check it off that i've seen the strokes like they were like a fantastic just middle um, act right there to lead into the main event. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They played most of the songs. There's that I knew there's a few I didn't get. That's all right. Um, yeah. Solid set. And so then from there, this point in the show, you know, Chris, Bruce, and I, like, we're done with the beers, you know, like, we're just, like, you know, now now it's showtime, nobody's peeing, like, we're bunkering down, and we are getting ready to see the red hot chili peppers for all three of us, the first time seeing them with Mr. John Frusciante. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are not hip with the stallion's ways, 
you are probably questioning why have I gone tarps off, 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 off. Oh, why, Spruce? Why is your tarp off? Because I only perform the way the boys perform with the tarps off. And I will stay that way forever and ever and ever and ever. Because they brought the energy, and they always do, and I feel like I have to honor them with showing these nips. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah, like I just mentioned, so Spruce, this was your first time seeing Chili Peps, right? Bucket list show, first time I've, yeah, yep. Yep, and so this was my second time, first with Frushante, and it was Chris's third time. Also his first with Frushante. So, yeah, this was insane. Um, Yeah, before we dive into, like, the set, like, I just want to say how crazy it was being, like, row three, maybe? Yeah, yeah, we we are seriously row three or four in the pit, and we're pretty damn centered. So we are, like, probably, we're we're between Anthony and Flea. Mm Mm-hmm. Probably a little bit closer to Anthony, though. Like, we are pretty damn center as well. <laughs> yeah, we were. And it, and they seen that show, their screens. It wasn't really a light show as much as the screens. And yeah. we couldn't see, like, where, like, the stage ended. All we could see was the screen. It was them and then just another screen. So, like, it was There crazy. might have been a light show, honestly. We were probably too close. And because they're in a in baseball stadium the lights were probably just going past us over our heads yeah very yeah we, it, we'll never know honestly <laughs> oh yeah no i mean they obviously had a light show going on but it was crazy to see just the screens uh whoever did that this uh on this tour did a hell of a job to match them up to the songs and uh so for those who don't know the chili peppers uh at least on this tour and they come out with an intro jam where they just send the boys that play basically everyone but Anthony out and are then they say go and they just rip whatever comes to mind for the first like five to seven minutes of the show and that is exactly how they started this one off yeah and it, it was cool too so we I mean we can't help ourselves we're playing the set list game we always do <laughs> so we were trying to figure out you know like what might we hear and I can't remember, like, what was the other song So that they I were guess, starting with? Yeah. It was so usually, like, yeah. There's there's the one that we got, which we'll get to in just a minute, but I can't remember. What is, is I it think it's Can't, can't Stop. Stop? Yeah, yeah can't I think stop. so. That, that was the other song that they were opening up with a lot. But there were two, so we were like, we're probably going to get one of these two to open it up, but which one? Obviously, and we didn't the, get Can't Stop. Yeah, and the, the set list has, like, a fairly similar structure. Like, there's probably, like, six to eight songs that you're almost certain to get in any show on this tour, but the rest, they would kind of mix and match. So you had, like, sort of a middle ground between a tour where it's the same set at every show Versus like a jam band tour where it's a completely different set at every show. So, yeah. The one that we got, though. Wow. 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 
Let it play. Let it play. So for those who do not know that beat that is around the world and which is a insane start to a song insane start to a concert and one I was very, very excited to just like insane start to an album, might I add Californication track one. So yeah, we got around the world to start us off. Anthony came out, everyone lost their fucking mind and then they just kept smacking um, into I mean, dude, around the world is nuts. Like, did like everyone lost their minds? Flea was just teeing off, and then they went right into Danny California, which is just an all timer Chili Peppers radio hit. And yep, another track one. That's track one off a of Stadium Arcadium. True, true, and it was. I don't know. Just for me, it reminds me, it takes me back to like mid late two thousands, and seeing John rip like that solo part again in the background with like the red there was like a red like sun just spinning I so so well done captivating and after so after we get around the world in Danny California this is where I really start to like geek out and if you've listened to the by the way album review episode that we did you know I'm a simp for that album and every song on that album. So when we get Universally Speaking, which is like a popular song off that album, but not like one of the hits per se, I just was like, oh, I am in the sauce. Fully just dunked in the sauce. Universally <laughs> Speaking. Yeah, we. this was one I didn't know too well, honestly, until we like did that album review uh, which was after this. So, yeah, this was the first one where I was like, all right, like, settle it in. We're at, we're really doing this thing. Um, yeah, great song. And then it goes right into a one that I was joking around before with, like, Chris. It just kept singing and was like, we're going to get this one. Yeah. Aquatic Mouth Down. I think they had played it on every single show in the tour leading up to this one. So we, yeah, we had a a hunch. No, no, they didn't do it the night before. I just knew it was like due. Like, yeah, yeah. I, they definitely didn't do it the night before. I, cause, cause like that's why I had a hunch it was going to happen. But right. I'm thinking of a different song off the album. Towards the end of uh, the song for the studio one, I mean, there's trumpet that Flea whips out. I was really convinced he was going to do it, but I mean, it, it honestly, uh, sorry, my apologies. It wasn't Flea. It was that whole uh, ensemble or whatever that they hired, but I was convinced that Flea was going to whip out a trumpet, but that did not happen during the song, unfortunately. But what a goofy song. I love the verses to that. Oh yeah, no, I mean it. It's a, it's an absolutely great song. It's not necessarily one of my like favorites off the new album, but then like at least up to that point. But then you hear it live, and it just like totally changes your perspective on the song. And then you go back and listen to the studio, and you're just like, wow, that is really crazy. <laughs> yeah. No, I was happy to get that one. And then from there, we go into Snow. Hey, oh. 
yeah and i mean one you could be like fairly confident you probably get just super popular song that is really good and you know one of the staples yeah no this this song i mean hearing and watching john play that live was like awesome i was yeah but then we go into one that someone was itching for beforehand. Oh, guilty. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, another. So I just said, if you've listened to the By the Way episode, I'm a simp for that album and every song on that album. But if you've listened to the Californication album review episode, I'm an even bigger simp for that album and every song on that album. So when we get, I like dirt, I like dirt, I was losing my mind because it had been played on a few different shows in the tour leading up to it. We were, I guess for reference, I don't know if one of us said it or not already. This was the ninth stop on the tour. Um, Yeah, I like dirt uh, off of Californication, not one of the popular songs off that album, but a fucking ripper. I feel like I remember when we were like all going to the bathroom, right? Like we got in the stadium, went directly to the bathroom, and then went straight to the pit. Some one, one, you or Chris or someone was like, "Oh yeah, what if we just got?" I like dirt. I like dirt. And then what do you know? Oh yeah, and yeah, I mean, so we got "I Like Dirt" and "Universally Speaking," which are like you know somewhat of deep tracks and. We're we're we are not even as deep into the arsenal as we're gonna get in this show. So they come out at number eight with "These Are the Ways," which is a new one off of the album and was a pretty popular one on this tour as well that they played. And I think this is the one I was thinking of where they had played it on every single show on the tour. Yeah, I believe it. This one was very popular and was one of the first like singles and promo ones for them. So yeah, uh, yeah, no, great song. And then straight into another deep dive. Yeah. And the, this was like very interesting too, because they played it a little different live than the way it's recorded studio. Um, so hard to concentrate. Stadium Arcadium, a not now we're deep into the arsenal because this is very much a song for an avid red hot chili peppers fan. A casual would probably not know this song. And on the studio recording, there. So Chad, I believe, is using his foot on the hi hat, but he's playing bongos on this song. He's not using the full kit, but he was using the full kit live. And it was very interesting to see the difference. Yeah, definitely one. Again, I did not know really at all heading into the show. Obviously, I do now. I've become educated. And I find it hard to concentrate. <laughs> the next one as well is one I did not know going in, but man, it stuck with me. Nobody weird like me. Yeah. And I mean, this, it's like, what the fuck? How would you think you're going to get that song? <laughs> Off Mother's Milk. Yeah. I think this is the only Mother's Milk song they played on this set. It list. is. But yeah, I mean, the energy level when they whipped this one out, just 
like through the roof because i mean this song is like kind of metal in a way it's like yeah like mother's milk i feel like half the songs are like more like funk metal than like funk rock and that that's one of them it was uh yeah no i i I remember anthony just going nuts and again i didn't know the songs and i was like what the fuck is happening (laughs) i've said it like when we did like chili pepper reviews and stuff but like this whole concert just felt like a fucking dream. Like, I don't, like, I don't know. I don't even know. Like, it just feels, like, warped. Like, it didn't even happen. Um, and especially during, like, Hard to Concentrate, Nobody Weird Like Me. And then the next one, which was Don't Forget Me, which is one I really don't know as well. It Another By The Way song. I just really didn't, like, like, I was just warped into it, man. I really like, I, yeah, I was into the deep tracks like none other. Yeah, I mean, that one is cool because the way Don't Forget Me goes, it's like nice and calm and tame during the verses. And then the chorus just gets so big. And that in a live environment was just really fucking epic. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was absolutely wild to, yeah, get twisted in and then at number 12 they go directly into tell me baby which is one i know very well and everyone absolute ripper it is it's it's i mean i i always just be like think about that music video where they like grabbed a bunch of random people and like just i don't know go go check it out if you haven't seen it yet John's guitar is so clean on this one as well. Like, what's your story? Like, what a just an awesome, awesome song. And then we go into number 13 off of the new album, Unlimited Love, The Heavy Wing. Yeah. Which was one I remember just sticking with us during our live listen to and mm-hmm. just like being like, all I know is go. <laughs> yeah. And that's so that's a good point. Cause when you say the new album, at that time, it was just unlimited love. The return of the Dream Canteen had not been released yet. They announced on the very first stop of this tour the denver show like they just announced before they started the show oh actually we got 17 more new album coming out and so the whole show we were honestly wondering like are we gonna get something off of this new album and we didn't but i just wanted to clarify that when we say the new album we're talking about unlimited love indeed indeed and we continue, I believe, with the Unlimited Love Train straight into Black Summer, the yeah. lead single. Yeah. And yeah, very good song. Um, yeah. One, one that you, you probably had a good gut feeling you were going to get lead single off a new album tour for a new album. So you put two and two together would make sense you would get that one um but yeah it's a great song um cool to hear it live yeah and again that just background screen i like just had a fucking sun again and i was just warped into it i keep using the word warped today 
all that is a red hot chili pepper song so (laughs) (laughs) and all right so number 15 was californication but something happened during this where john's guitar two things happen and what you're getting at like oh it like made the second just kind of like slide under the radar yeah so what happened first so what you were saying, like John's guitar just like kept fucking up and they like the guitar tech just like could not figure it out. And so they're just like kind of having this, you know, I don't know what you want to call it. They're just trying to figure it out on stage, but they had already started the song. So Flea and Chad were like, we're not stopping. And they just like kept looping through, you know, the californication music and and john was getting notably like noticeably frustrated with these guys we're just like putting his hands up like what the fuck and, oh yeah um, i i remember when that happened i like leaned over to you and i was like somebody's getting fired tonight <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, yes yeah, so they were having problems with it they ended up just completely restarting the song once they got it to work Mm-hmm. Um, but what was the other thing that you, you were thinking of? So, dude, in the first verse, Anthony's voice, like, I don't know if it like cracked oh, he ran or side. he forgot the words. I find it more likely that it would be the first because he sung that song so many times. I don't know how he would forget the words to it, but his voice like kind of like gave out, which is like totally fair. Do you know how many shows this band is fucking done? And so, like, is is like the last, like, you know, probably like four lines of the first verse. He just like did not sing to just let his voice recover, and I feel like nobody even noticed or cared because of all the issues with the guitar. <laughs> That's funny. Yep, no, great song though. They closed it out. A little Californication action, and yeah, to and that, and- yeah, dude, they they. That song was so good. Like, I know it had those issues early, but that, when that song, like, once they got into the thick of it, that, like, was one of the better songs on the set, I thought. Absolutely. No. Uh, This was so good. And uh, so they closed the core set with Give It Away, which, I mean, you can listen to that time or song as many times as you want, but nothing will compare to seeing that thing live. Yeah, and now that I think about it, so was Give It Away the first Blood Sugar song on the set? Uh, let's see. I think it was. Yes, it was. So the 16th song, and that's how long it took to get a Blood Sugar song. And they kept up that trend with to start the encore with Under the Bridge. Yep. And yep, one under that, the bridge, that, great song live because everybody's singing every word. Yeah, no, it it's again not another one played as many times as you want. Like it hits so different. Mm-hmm. It's very different than like any Red Hot Chili Peppers song. It's like a poppy like ballad, if you will. Um, not not like funky like most of their stuff. Um, but yeah, they close the show out with none other than "By the Way," and what just a anthem of a song. Great way to close it. I, I again, 
completely mind blown to see them for the first time that close with John back and still just performing to the ability that they're able to perform. It's incredible. Yeah, no, just an absolutely amazing performance. Like Spruce and I have said it a few times. We remember everything from that concert, but we also remember nothing because it was just like, just such a combination of things made it just such a shock to the body. Like, how close we were, how much we're really into the band and their music. Um, you just know, how many, like, the, like, dude, just how many videos I've watched of them. Like, I feel like I know these people so personally when I have never even been in the same room as them until that night. <laughs> and then yeah. you're just like, holy shit, that's the fucking guy from, from the Funky Monks documentary. <laughs> yep. And yeah, um, I guess so. Another tidbit we should add. So, Chad Smith the drummer is from Detroit. So, and he had the old English D, which is the Detroit Tigers logo on his bass drum. Totally forgot about that too. Um, and so after the show, he like came out and like, you know, gave a little speech, like, you know, just mentioning kind of, you know, how he's from Detroit and it like always holds a special place in his heart. You know, all that, which also I honestly didn't know until he said that, but makes me think we're probably going to get a Detroit show every U.S. tour that these dudes play. <laughs> yeah, but they uh, didn't play Detroit in Detroit, which we were sad about. Yeah, which I did understand. <laughs> I, I mean, I really thought that there's a chance they might, but I did understand it. Because it was a you know a Josh song, off the getaway. Um, yeah, no, it 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 made sense. But something else that Club uh, didn't mention. So Chad Chad came out and talked about it, and then he also was like, "My mom's here, actually." Oh, and, that's right. And then and then he he was like, "Come out!" So Chad's ninety five year old mother came on the stage after and was like waving to everyone and like. Uh, I think you also mentioned like Anthony's mom was on the side of the stage as well. So it, it was, it was just a really cool moment. I remember just cheesing when all that was happening. Yeah. Yeah. It was very cool. Um, wholesome, wholesome. Yeah. Yes. That is a great word to describe it. And yeah, I guess just to wrap it up. So like we mentioned, they didn't play any of the Josh songs. They did not play any songs off the Dave Navarro album. They did not play any songs off the first three, which is, you know, kind of what you would expect. Um, but overall, like, you just run through. I'm just going to run through the set list quick one more time. Intro jam, Around the World, Danny California, Universally Speaking, Aquatic Mouth Dance, Snow, I Like Dirt, These Are the Ways, Hard to Concentrate, Nobody Weird Like Me, don't forget me. Tell me, baby. Heavy wing. Black summer. Californication. Give it away. Under the bridge. By the way, like, how can you be mad with that set list? Like, what a set! It really was. It drilled so many hits. Gave us the deep dives, and again, it, my number one concert of 2022. And. Man, I'm glad we were able to honestly dive into this. It's been months on months that we've been 
just talking about it. So very much well worth the first episode of 2023. Give it up for the Stallions. And give it up for the boys. <laughs> and give it up for Ben Broussard. <sighs> and as a drive, way back, way back, God, Benny Broussard, the deep right field. No, we will, Ben, get you on. We at least be reaching out. We're a couple Cleveland boys. Um, for those who don't know Ben Broussard, go listen to his albums. Go look at his work on the Cleveland Indians, and you'll understand he's a legend in this area. A legend. Well, besides that, my name is Bruce. I'm Clip. And this has been another episode of Vinyl Stallion. <laughs> Big Ben. <laughs> <laughs>